BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Just to let you know, this podcast will include some controversial topics, okay? May not be suitable for the workplace, may not be suitable for people that are in your Lyft or your Uber, okay? Don't want you to have a bad review, but we're talking about topics most people don't want to discuss, um, topics that might be triggering for those who have experienced the history of what we're talking about, and just know you can always put in your headphones, you can always Bluetooth it, or you can always wait till you're in your vehicle or in your home or in your office solo. Either way, we appreciate you listening. In the mall, you type like you can read. Yes, sir, I'm just Try not to on. visit any urban sites. We don't want to get hacked by any Chirac shoguns. What? I'm going to I hate about being black in corporate. Go back and watch her video if you have not seen it. There's so many nuances when it comes to just being black in corporate America. Lord, it's the mind fuck. Okay, a mind fuck. First and foremost, you have to worry about if the organization is racist or not. That's number one. Because every black person knows just because they hired you, don't mean they like you. Number two, being black in corporate America, you are operating on a different set of rules. And if you don't know that, if you are black and you don't know that you're on a different playing field than other people, you're losing. Carry the boxes, and normally there's always somebody at the front desk, so... I get to the door with this heaviest box and the door eventually opens. I go in and I set it down. Mind you, there's what, like five, five people, people up there. They see me kind of struggling with this box. I set it down and they're just like, oh, hey, Iman. And I'm like, hey. So I go back out, get the other box, bring it in. Still struggling, same thing, because the door locked. So I had to- Okay, quick PSA to everyone out there. Black women in the workforce, wherever, regardless of what field they're in, when black women come to work, they go to work to do their job. They want to clock in, do their job, and leave. That being said, we're not there to be make friends. If that- I'm going to board meetings, okay? Mm-hmm. Stepping in. They clapping when I'm stepping in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, man- Drake did it again, man. They said everywhere I go, I see Drake. He is the face of the organization. Mm. I'm doing 70 speaking engagements, 70 plus speaking engagements a year. They were doing 30 before me yearly. Mm-hmm. And it was a little small. I'm going to different colleges. I'm going to, I'm helping out with trainings at the law school. I really should be in law school now. You feel me? What did that do to your, um, your mental like emotionally going that ham. That's what I do. 
But was it balanced? I don't know. I was raised to be a hard worker. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, but it's my appreciation what bothers me. Okay. Listen, Shannon, when I tell you I did all this, and they clap, the board members, the board chair, the board chair used to be one of my volunteers, and he saw how I work hands-on. I'm about that smoke. Mm -hmm. He ain't playing. I'm really about this work, you know? Mm -hmm. But I come in, everybody clapping. Everybody's showing appreciation because we're winning. We're like, we're at the top right now. Mm -hmm. My CEO was sitting down, rolling her eyes with her arms crossed. What? Why? You tell me. So once again, that's what messed up my mental. That's what bothered me. Because it didn't matter how hard you were going or how there much you go. were putting in. She didn't appreciate it because it was you that was getting the appreciation from the people. Hey guys, welcome back to She Gets a Pod and the Everything Culture collab. This is Talks They Don't Want to Have. I almost forgot. <laughs> mm, Y'all, I'm rubbing off on you. I almost forgot. You've been doing so good this week remembering. Um, this is episode six. Workplace and wage gaps for Blacks, okay? This is a series where we're talking about Black American issues overall, whether it's in the workplace, home, family, uh, business, self-improvement, um, the community, the church. We're talking about it, okay? And we're talking about those you know, uneasy conversations that might not be appropriate in the office certain times, might not be appropriate at the dinner table certain times, might not be appropriate with your other friends from other cultures, but we're going to talk about it. If you would like to uh, support the podcast, you can check out everythingculture.com, support. You can download and subscribe on YouTube and on your podcast apps. And you can find She Gets a Pod on your favorite podcast app. Hopefully, you're already subscribed. But if not, I am on YouTube, Shannon Pods, shambipodden.com, and on all your podcast platforms. This is the 21st season, okay? And I'm doing it with one of my favorite people, Podfingham, Drake. And um, workplace, okay, let's talk about it. Um, workplace madness with the remix of um, Wage Gap for Black People. Um, I think it's improving. Could it improve a bit more? Yes. Could it improve a bit faster? Yes. Uh, but nothing gets done if it's not talked about, if it's not open for discussion, and if it's not progressing in the right direction. If we keep acting like it's not a problem, I think it will stay as is. What are your thoughts about it? I believe the same thing. Um, I believe we've made once again, a lot of progress in the time that we've had here in America. Um, but we still have some barriers to face. And yeah. the biggest thing is to notice that we have those barriers and to discuss them and address them and resolve the barriers too. We have to recognize that it doesn't all fall on us because we're not the ones who created the barriers. So we have to make sure to like, one, 
what do we have in face in front of us? You know, once again, we can always clap and acknowledge the progress, but we shouldn't stop the progress as well. It's just that it's progress. Correct. So um, to start off, I'll just briefly talk about some things. Uh, the inequities of Black people in the workplace, you know, people either don't understand what the problem is or don't want to know what the problem is. And either way, it gives different ethnicities in a workplace that's supposed to be working as a team, you know, uneasiness or lack of uh, effort that they want to put forth in how they work together or projects or when it comes up to your annual review, do I truly feel appreciated where I work at? Do I truly feel seen? Um, all the extra effort that I put in this year, am I truly getting my credit next to, you know, the person that I work with here that's been here lesser time? Um, having a discussion of how much you make compared to me in a workplace is not something that's always spoken about. Um, some employees speak to each other about it, but it's not something that you're like, make sure you ask, you know, your your coworker, you know, and have that discussion. It's not something that's put on the table as something you should do. But um, number one, I feel like there are still low Black executive representation in workplaces. When it comes to American workplaces, a lot of people right now are working from home. So you may not get to see each individual person that you're working with in an office when you do go in the office if you're hybrid. But if you do work in an office, you might see everyone and... Some little sprinkles here and there, but you really don't get to see management-wise who looks like you that has those opportunities. Um, the low amounts of allyship with Black employees in a workplace. Sometimes when there's few Black employees in a workplace, it sort of feels like you're, you have to compete or challenge each other to see which one is better um, in a workplace. And it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't feel like separated in that way. Um, a demand in jobs uh, are low for black employees compared to other ethnicities. That's something that's being noticed. Higher wage um, jobs don't have a lot of black people who have those positions in several workplaces. Future work is disproportionate as far as tech in a lot of workplaces. Um, and tech is really big right now because everything is moving towards tech. Banking is moving towards tech. Uh, devices are moving towards tech. How office spaces work is more pushed towards tech, being that AI is pushed to the forefront. And so we do need to show up in those spaces a lot more. Um, the way that our children are educated in schools as far as tech needs to be opened a lot more and be talked about a lot sooner. And Black workers have a higher unemployment rate in most workplaces in America. So those six things are a common issue when it comes to Black people in the workplace here. And that's something that I hope to be a lesser issue. But again, if it's not talked about, it's just something that is just accepted. 
And that's something I feel like should not be accepted because we can't grow uh, financial, financially with our families if we're not given an equal amount of opportunities or enough space to have those growth discussions to have those opportunities to work these jobs. So uh, those six things are a major factor from different articles that I've read um, thus far. And yeah, do you have anything to add before I go into the major three uh, work services groups that most Black people get? Um, you know, I can, you know, add into it. Of course, we're going to have disparity on, like, I'm a recruiter. Okay, that's one of the things I do. So disparity is one, getting into the positions. Um, it's hard. Uh, I'm speaking from a personal perspective at the moment. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to talk about, for instance, something that I'm in a nonprofit sector and we talk about philanthropy. Okay. Okay. If philanthropy is the the realm or the job space of raising money. Going at Shan, have you donated to this organization? Have you donated to everything culture this month? This is what everything culture is doing. This is what we need from you. We know you have this great business with Shan B. Pot and things. We would like for you to donate perhaps $1,000 this week. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what it will go towards. And this is what your money will continue to support. Would you like to come to this upcoming gala? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can purchase this table, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Philanthropy is once again, it's, it's a conversation within itself where it's not, ha- it has not been a space that has welcomed black people. Now it's a lot of money in philanthropy too. Right. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's development, mm-hmm. but just like with tech, we have to get involved in it as well. Right. And for me being a recruiter, <clears throat> it's one, if I'm putting out job I'm, I'm on job boards i'm posting i'm on indeed i'm on idealist i'm on linkedin i'm on monster i'm i got the job out everywhere mm-hmm. out of the let's say i'm gonna give it a hundred applicants maybe we're gonna have 10 black mm. and then when we have those 10 black ones um it's i recognize like okay it's gonna be some disparities well they're gonna test them for what they know but if i see and things that other people may have looked at in the past or still do. Oh, then oh a Kashana or a um Keisha or a Leroy or Jerome. Some people may oh they may it, it could become what's the word I'm it may be unconscious bias, but they may look over that person because of the name. Right. That still happens. Mm. My thing is I'm intentional. Oh, let me look at Jerome's resume. Yeah. Ooh. Does Jerome hit this? Does Jerome hit that? You know, certain points that match with the job description. Okay, let's meet with Jerome. Well, I don't know. We're okay. I'm sorry, my bad. We're going to meet with Jerome. That's what we're going to do. Period. Okay, cool. Now I'm telling you, I I, I may tell you a joke, but I ain't gonna tell you a lie. Yeah. Sometimes Jerome ain't gonna show up for the interview. Mm-hmm. okay drone don't show up here then i've had some times where it's difficult like like introducing people to some spaces and when we do have the ones who are able who had a capacity in spaces they're still met with obstacles 
So it goes from the education. Wait, let me do your numbers. So let's okay. say you have 10 black people that have applied. Okay. Uh two of their resumes no. Three okay. of them. Let's say three no. Okay, three no. And then this is how much you have. Let me get my hands in here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um then Jerome is this finger. He doesn't show up for the interview. So so for okay, so let's say we have seven left out of three no on the resumes, okay? I'm gonna call all seven. Okay. Maybe five are gonna respond. Okay. All right. Out of those five that respond, we may have two that is gonna flake off or just something come up. You know, things gonna come up. So we have three now. Mm-hmm. And those three are not only gonna be competing with other, but they can be um, comp- competing with other like seven people. Mm. That's how many people we're going to be either meeting with that transition to an interview, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I've had some that knock it out of park. Okay. Well, if you knock it out of park, oh, you, you, I, I've locked in, Jerome, you in there, baby, pushing. Okay. But I've seen where, but it's, it seems some that like every turn of the way they have an excuse. Well, they don't know the work like that. Duh, that's why we're trying to get them into this work. Okay, um, question. How much time do they give them to get to know the work? Same amount of time they better get. Like, that's the hard thing with being in HR. Every place is not like, it's like, wow, I've worked. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> I am um currently looking. But let me tell you something. Yeah. I've seen also, I've seen some places that make it harder for Black people. Mm-hmm. I've seen places that really make it comfortable and we'll try to support and we don't take those opportunities either and one of the biggest things is it starts like with conversations like these talks um people that want to have you know <laughs> talks they don't want to have is mentorship is so important yes because some people don't have that confidence to do it mm-hmm. i've seen people i've gone and i try to like hey you need to apply for this business you need to apply for this position now well i don't think i'm qualified you're qualified let me tell you, Drake being our pod fan who chat talking about all the positions he has open. And then when he does find people, the pushback he gets from people he may work with to have them come in. And it's, I think it's very important for someone like Drake to be in a workspace that needs to be a bit more diverse and have somebody push for, no, we should have them come in. We should interview with them. We should see them because I feel like that's what's going to help more Black people get into a workspace is someone already in there reaching out the hand to pull them in just to meet with them. And sometimes you don't have the people in a job space reaching out the hand despite what somebody in the job is trying to look over them off resume no despite their their um experience and how great the resume is it's still this resistance to have them come in and i think that's super important to have someone in a workspace to still reach out a hand so for instance so we can start with applying so getting to that point to apply yeah that's a disruption once you get into the apply the interview process, that could be that's another obstacle or hurdle. And a lot of other people experience these things. But once again, 
we have to talk about the regular experience of doing getting a job than being black. People like to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Being black is a whole different thing, you know, mm-hmm. because they're already looking at you. Unfortunately, it's like, hmm, are you really able to do the job? I've seen some black people that's absolutely like killing it. Like their resume, they they're great. They're they they're they're charismatic. Anything we need for their position in there. But like, mm, I just don't feel it. They're young. They seem or overqualified. How long they're really gonna stay here? This, this, and that. But then I have someone that a white person, I'll be very direct. Mm-hmm. And seem like they know the work so well, but they've been in their last last six roles less than a year. Mm-hmm. They don't have they I got a bachelor's, got out. This person got a master's, they got a thesis written up. They sent us examples before we even asked for them. Mm-hmm. This white person didn't do none of that. It just seemed like the good old boy. Right. But a good old gal, however you want to go, go by it. And I'm just sit back and I observe when people are saying, and now we have now you may gotta make my job harder and no problem. I have to keep all this written paperwork that you have now, you and I and everybody else have to write down what's the reason why you're choosing this person over the next person. <laughs> you need and like we got to talk about lived experience. We have to talk about their mindset and speak, and it's like if you just, if, in my opinion, I could be biased. I know I'm not. But the thing is, why don't you just look at it if their faces wasn't there? That's one thing. If their face wasn't there, this black person would still be the best. Once again, if you couldn't see it. Right. And, and that's what we're saying. But then let's focus on if we're really trying to make these significant changes. And we, like, once again, if we get on the term of affirmative action, which has been decimated within four years, it was created. Okay. okay? Once again. But the thing is, if you really want to talk about it, why are we not trying to get more people that get involved in these like workplaces and these organizations and these spaces that we haven't been in before? We should be looking not only for who's qualified, but who have that lived experience as well. And so and some and once again, then to go back to some black people say, I don't want to be the token. Look, I'm the I'm one of the only black I don't know that many black men in HR. Yeah. Especially recruitment. I went to an HR event, an HR conference about two months ago. Mm-hmm. It was two other black men there mm. out of like 800 people. Mm. So, yeah, we got to speak up. Yeah, I got to be noticed. Yeah, I got to work harder. But when it comes down to, and I know even with me, because, okay, I, we talked about the recruitment, we talked about the interviewing, and now we got to look into the bargaining. Mm. bargaining because they're going to try to haggle you down if the yeah. if the job pays between sixty thousand to 72 don't start me with 60 if my resume hitting what it should be hitting hey uh what i asked for hey i know i you know this is what i need is to get paid i'm asking for you know 70 well let's see you know we get you and i'm in hr a lot of these positions they like they're worth really 70 Five, but we're gonna see if we can keep them under me. Okay, you're 72. Just had a brother the other day. He asked for more than the range we had. I came back, I looked at his resume, had a conversation with him. I mean, had a conversation with my leads. I like he's really worth more than that. We need this person on this team. They're going to be a good fit. This person is gonna like change not only that team, but they're gonna change that department and it's gonna be a benefit to the culture of the organization. We don't want to lose out on this person. Call the person back. And he, uh, you know, the thing is, 
and it's not the he's not the only one, but several. They're like, they because I'm glad they tried to mm-hmm. bargain. I'm glad they tried to negotiate. Hey, you know they, you know I know you was asking for this amount. We can't do that five over over. What I already I already hit you with the max. I offered you the max off real, mm-hmm. but we can make this. Me, oh yeah, I take it. I take it. Just excited. We places like that work with you, but I'm in a different space as well. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, now you've gotten in, you got what you paid. Now you're going to hit with the obstacles of the work and the fitting in with the team and melding. I love having affinity groups. How many jobs have, haven't, do your job have an affinity group? Mm-mm. Like where intentionally black people come together and have conversations with one another? No. Like, I've, so there's another thing I don't want to keep going and on and on. But we have to continue supporting each other and not only supporting each other, we need support from the places we work to make sure they understand what we're experiencing as well. Because guess what? When we have that type of support, just like, I listen, I mean, when I do this work, I know what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. When your people are happy and your people feel respected at the organization, talk about it. they work hard. They, they don't mind coming to work. Yep. And they will point out the ones they don't want to do the work. Like, hey, I don't, I don't mind doing this. Yeah. I, I was, hey, my kids got sick. They didn't even take me in sick time. They just, hey, go take care of it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Be honest, like Juneteenth, like, hey, that's a holiday at my job before it became a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no, like when they, <laughs> when they, I'm telling when they value your culture and people that mean yeah. something. But and, it, and you're going to make those people who have created those barriers more uncomfortable and mm-hmm. they're going to move out the way. But on the other thing you have to say, we should not be a barrier for each other as well. So you question, pay attention to that. Do you ever feel pressure um, pushing for someone to come in um, despite the pushback that you're getting with your team for recruiting and they come in and they're not like I pushed for you to be in here. Don't embarrass yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And it don't and it happens with other cultures too. Yeah. It happens with other ethnicity. That's why I gotta check my, you know, hey, can't beat myself up on it. Yeah. I did what God intended me for to do in my professionalism. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't biased. I didn't discriminate. I we chose we didn't choose because of their color or their their sex or gender. We chose because yeah. of their quality and skills and the lived experience. That's what we chose on. Now, hey, if we can keep it a book with one another, y'all. Oh, yeah, it'd be pissed me off. Shane mm-hmm. heard me in the group chat before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And, been... and Drake is the type of person where he's not gonna let you be blindsided by you not showing up the way you should show up. He gonna nudge you. He gonna give you a call. He gonna check. I want somebody to do that with me. Right, it's something that a lot of these these folks. I can't just say young folks because got some people my age and some people older than me that yeah. don't like it. But it's been you know pull on your coattail. You know if you ever heard that. Yeah, it's like hey Shane, like let me pull on your coattail real quick. Your shoes untied. Yeah. Sometimes Shane be like, "Thank you, man, Drake. Thank you. Let me tie those up right now." Or Shane could be like, "Drake, you know what? Can you help me with this real quick?" God. You know what? I could, I can, I can help you with one foot. You get the other. We got this, okay? And then some chance be like, "Boy, fuck you!" Like that's I'm like, what? That's crazy. What? How do we get there? I'm here to help you out, G. 
crazy. But it's like that though. Mm. It's like that. And that that's the troubling part of doing this work. You trying to help people and they don't want to help themselves. And that not, I don't care who what you look like. If I worked and try to get you into a position and then you're not really because I serve, we serve missions. If you're not there for the greater good of the cause of the organization, I I I'm, I feel like I fail. Right. That's me because I take my work seriously. Because you're in a purpose sector that requires skills. But <laughs> even if I was like, so when I worked at CPS, yeah. I worked some people that I didn't hire. I wasn't in hiring, but it was some people I wouldn't have hired this person. Again, I feel like you have to be there with a purpose mm-hmm. of why you're there because of how important that position is. But for me, the because my company is so big and it's really about numbers and risk is kind of like meet metrics. Not but you do your job. I can't say I can't see that's the difference, Shane. You do your job. Right. Because I, I before I moved before I before I graduated from college, I worked like at furniture stores. It used to bother me when people just BS and played around all day. Let's get this work done so we can get go home and get paid still. Yeah. Or we can chill. I'm I've I've been like this even outside of work. Like you even you see me on TikTok videos. I'll be on my homeboys. Like they be over there want to play the game in the morning, chill. This isn't it. Hey, let's get this work done, then we can play. Right. But when you, my point is when you have a smaller company and it's purpose, it should be purpose driven with skills, you have a, a bigger magnifying glass on what this person is actually contributing. And my position, there's a longer time frame where somebody can slip and slide before a review is, or before the numbers stop equating to what it needs to be. And then it's a conversation. And so I feel like a lot of jobs that are huge have a higher turnover rate because they expect it because people are going to get exhausted. People are not here for the right purpose to begin with. And people are just job hopping. But I feel like working for a nonprofit or working in CPS, if you're not passionate about what the purpose of this is, you shouldn't be here tell you something when you said higher turnover rate nah bucko um because one jobs like yours probably gonna pay more two and even though you don't feel like it mm-hmm. okay, could you have less stress because it's a whole emotional type of daunting stress on that mm-hmm. cps is one of the highest turnover rates that you can have in, in the, the like in the nation mm. and the thing is like and that's one of the reasons i got into hr is because the way they had that system created and how they were just setting caseworkers up to fail. Yeah. And majority of caseworkers where I'm from, guess what they were? Yes, service. Majority of, and majority of black women at that too. Yeah. And the way, we, the way we carry stress. A lot, and everybody didn't carry it well. I know. But the majority of children in care, percentage-wise, excuse me, a disproportionate percentage were black children, black males at that. Mm. Then we got to look at the majority of, um, let's say, majority of supervisors. Um, they turned it by, it was quite a few black ones. Mm. Then um, the program directors, couple, I think it was 
maybe two. I had a couple white regional directors was a white guy. Then it became a black person. Then you have to go all the way. Then you get into the more of the legislation and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, like Greg Abbott and stuff. Um, but then you have to look at the attorneys. You know, getting more black attorneys in. That's a beautiful thing to have. But at the same time, you had a white attorneys that they had a good boy system at a certain point where if you knew, if you lobbied, once again, we will go all the way down. See, Nancy. It's it's politics. It's not. It's just politics, yeah. and you learn more and more. It's like you have to rub your elbows. I was talking to someone earlier. I had to learn how to play golf so I just can make connections. You know, but that's what it is. If you want to have a more successful in certain careers, if I want to be voted to becoming a judge one day, I have to make connections with people with certain spaces and statue. Yeah, I can have connections with you, Baylor, Greg, and Gigi. Love my pod fam. But even in everything, everybody in everything culture, I've asked in one of my lives, would y'all vote for me? Everybody didn't say yes. I go, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> We're supposed to be cool. Y'all wouldn't yeah. vote. Like, what? But I, I ain't vote for nobody. I'm, well, I then you're not benefiting the greater good and we're trying to go forward. I love you. You're a watcher. I, you're a watcher without a support. And it goes back to even what we're doing with in the workplace. I've seen people in the workplace legit say, oh, they ain't going to work on me. They ain't going to hire me. They ain't going to give me an opportunity. I'm right here. And I'm telling you to do it. Then I feel like, oh, I don't want to take these classes. I'm like, they're paying for the courses. Take them. Mm. So we can go on and on and on. But because once again, I just know you're not going to have these opportunities in other places unfortunately mm-hmm. but we've been placed in a position where they have so much self-doubt because they're going to say no no matter what and in my head you're going to have that but you still got to keep pushing right same thing with me I, I, and i don't want to i'm gonna say this i'm keeping going because i've been there mm-hmm. in my previous position before i know i'm in mean, my position now in my previous organization i applied for a uh, a community outreach position it was a manager position. Mm-hmm. I felt like I hit every point. I didn't get it the first time. Bummer. Dang. Gave it to a white one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second time. Even the person before, the, the person who had the role before, they were like, he's the person we need to have. Yeah. That woman left. Still cool with it. That white woman left. They wanted, to, I applied. They was going to give it to a white man. I heard that. Pass me again. Cool with the person. But I'm like, dang. I'm not well. I said, you know what? I'm about to. I'm about to become a teacher. Mm. I was taking the. I was studying for the certification. Everything. Still got the book somewhere around here. Okay. And that person turned the position down. The white guy. Mm-hmm. Turned it down. Mm. The man, HR manager, came to me. Like, Drake, we want you to like. I want you to apply. You need to apply for it now. Same thing that I was. I do to people, and I trust. So I was like, no, I don't. I don't. Y'all ain't gonna keep playing my feelings and emotions and all that, you know? Because I know I'm qualified, but I don't need to be treated like this. I'm leaving, you know. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, I was very. I said, man, I bust my butt at this organization. Mm-hmm. I, I I work hard. Mm-hmm. But I said, but uh, she's like, please, 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 babe. Boom. I get the position. 
I'm with you. You know, I'll be telling this is a, after I'm finished CPS story. When I go into my child welfare stories, it's gonna be a part. Yeah. But I never forget. Apply for it. I, I mean, I inter- apply for it, interview, got the position. The CEO. CEO been knowing me like three, four years now, three and a half years. Cause I was in this other position. I've been there already three years. Mm-hmm. And they sat me down in the office. Side note, this book. When it's cold, I'll tell you in a second. But she sent me down her office little, no matter like from here to here. Yeah. And we're talking at a little small desk in her cold office and office. I mean office freezing. Yeah. And she's telling me how basically she's telling me, you can't mess this up. This is what it relies on. This is what you're representing. You can't be doing this. You can't be saying these type of things. You know, we got this type of found stuff I, I already know, but she's like trying to coach me again about professionalism, you know? As if you was unprofessional. Okay. Like as if you need another talking to. Yeah, that's that's what it's like like a prep. Yeah. It's like basically don't f this up. Yeah. And you know it's cold when I'm real cold and I'm quiet, I start to yawn. Mm. So basically, I'm like for all in this woman. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> My yeah. subconscious is really kicking off. Like, girl, stop. Yeah. But this is young Drake, okay? I was in that position for five years. I numbers like, and I can I can talk my noise. No, this was like a Hall of Fame, like, just like a sport. I broke records left and right, mm-hmm. all star. Not only in my position, I was working it. I was raising money for the organization. Mm-hmm. People, when I'm telling you, I'm bringing in seventy volunteers in one training course. Mm. The, the the you know the type of y'all y'all see look at the CPS store. This is what I've been doing, yeah. but I do it in real life. The type of recruitment I'm doing, the type of holding, I'm doing it for y'all. Mm. And it got to the point where you know, it was one thing that I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna um, land the plane. You feel me? It was like three four years in. I'm going to board meetings. Okay, mm. stepping in, they clapping when I'm stepping in the room. Like, man, Drake did it again. Man, they said everywhere I go, I see Drake. He is the face of the organization. Mm. I'm doing 70 speaking engagements, 70 plus speaking engagements a year. They were doing 30 before me yearly. Mm-hmm. And it was a little small. Stuff. I'm going to different colleges. I'm going to, I'm helping out with trainings at the law school. I really should be in law school now. You feel me? What did that do to your, um, your mental like emotionally going that ham. That's what I do. But what I, you say, balanced? I don't know. I was raised to be a hard worker. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, but it's my appreciation what bothers me. Okay. Listen, Shane, when I tell you I did all this and they clap the board members, the board chair, the board chair used to be one of my volunteers and he saw how I work hands on. I'm about that smoke. Mm. he ain't playing i'm really about this work you know mm. but i come in everybody clapping everybody showing appreciation because we're winning we're like we're at the top right now mm. my ceo was sitting down rolling her eyes with her arms crossed what why you tell me at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So once again, that's what messed up my mental. That's what bothered me. Because it didn't matter how hard you were going or how there much you were putting in. She didn't appreciate it because it was you that was getting the appreciation from the people. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm happy for people finding joy in the holidays coming up. Family being around. We love all of that, okay? Working a job that brings you fulfillment sounds great and it must feel amazing. But that's not everybody's story. What's not amazing are the people hiding that they are not happy behind a smile and they don't know what to do to fix it. People who are battling depression every day and need a little bit more help. Their lives are not that great, but no one knows it. We are all going through things and some people need more help than others and they need convenient, flexible help. And you can get that today with using BetterHelp for online therapy. Use my link, betterhelp.com backslash she gets it pod for 10% off your first month of therapy. Get the help you need today. Thank you for checking out She Gets It Pod. If you would like to support this podcast, you can always donate at our host, Red Circle, at redcircle.com or the link in the show notes. You can also find the BetterHelp uh, link in the show notes. And you can support by purchasing anything you would like off of She Gets It Shop with Teespring. Now back to the show. That's crazy. But little and I was and I was trying to and that's why I like it was a white woman that was doing she's she has she has part of my role now. Mm-hmm. They're bringing seven to ten people in training courses compared to my 70, compared to my 35. And they just giving this woman pray, made her director, giving her more money. Mm. And when people ask, can you go back? No. Why would you? Why would you take that beating? That's it's not the work, it's how you treat me. Yeah. If I I don't like if I'm washing dishes, I'm gonna love you. It's how you say thank you. I don't mind doing the work. It's how you appreciate me. Right. That's what I would say. And as a and I and, I, and I'm gonna tell you as a black man, nah, babe. I'm I'm a commodity. I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can step into spaces and rooms that you like, even, and, I, and I'm not scared to do it, but I am going to be valued and appreciate where I go. And that's something we must know as well. Right. Know our value, know our appreciation, because there's a lot of places that want to put us in their quote unquote space. And there's a lot of, and it's, and, well, and they feel like it's under them. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who feel like the work that they're doing. They have to do it where they are, despite not being appreciated, and you don't. Like there are so many jobs out here. If you just try, if you just put yourself out there, that want the integrity that you have and will value you in a certain way. But if you don't believe that you will be valued somewhere else, you will stay and be mistreated. Yes, you will. And lowballed. Yes, you will. A lot of people are being lowballed and paid less 
where they can be paid more and appreciated more with their work ethic. And and that's why, like, when I see somebody that they hit that quota, and, and like, don't get me wrong, there's some people that be asking for something. I'm like, nah, you ain't ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because some people will fool you into that. You know how many jobs, like, I used to take my little cousins with me to job interviews, and I'll sit down, I'll go to experience and they exchange salary, go back, talk to my nephews and cousins, like, hey, the reason I'm going to pass on this is because they don't have this, this, and this. My time is valuable. This is where to go for it. Hmm. Like, even now, I it, it's something, it's hard to balance it. But I've seen, and and, and we're, we're still creating generational wealth. And when I say generational wealth, I'm not talking about the dollars. I'm talking about the wealth of connections. An opportunity. Yes. I've sat down with guys that, you know, a lot of money was in the room. Mm-hmm. And they we working, like, rubbing shoulders. They older than me. I'm their son's age. Mm-hmm. And they're telling me, yeah, my son's such. They were about man, I wish my son had to work ethic issues, Drake. Right? I wish. That, I'm and that, going through that right now. Then they started Where? talking to one another. My sorry, 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 son. I had to wake him up this morning to go to work. And he he stay in the back house, not the back room. He stay in the back house. And he, he just get drunk. You know, he drunk this and this. And he just graduated. I got him a job at Exxon. Exxon. He get paid out of college, getting paid 90 grand. 90. And you have to wake him up. But I, I, I talked to my brother about this because he owns a business, is in his name. He want to pass it down to his sons, but his sons don't have that work ethic that he does to see the bigger picture of not having to check in with somebody, not having to take scraps. You dictate what you bring in because this is yours. I, I want to pass it down to you. And so he's talking to me. He's like, I don't know what kid come out of high school and is on their third BMW or can wake up and come to their dad's job and, and get the skills that they can get, go to school, da, 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 and he just, he don't get it. He keep talking to me about what this worker being paid versus him. And he don't see that I'm trying to leave the shop because I'm getting older so you can have it. And I'm just like, sometimes I said, you, I said, you were born and raised in Jamaica. You came up here when you had two more years of high school to finish and you were working the whole time and you worked and you went to school and you studied being a mechanic and you've always wanted your own business. Just because that is your mindset and your vision does not mean that your sons have that mindset and that vision. And as much as you want to pass this down to them, if they don't want it, they will ruin it. And he's having a hard time swallowing that thought that everything he worked for and the vision he has for them, they don't want. And a lot of wealthy men go through that with their kids. And so what do you do? See, now you're shifting it. See, that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. because these guys, they didn't have their own business. Well, they had their own businesses, but their sons wasn't working for their businesses. He got their son on with someone he played golf with. They have a connection with someone like a HR journalist or a recruiter and say, hey, my son's applying. That's a lot of stuff, connections, too. Yeah. 
No, it doesn't like crazy. But I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody got him on and he still don't want to do it. It's but the it's, it's few kids when they're given that value that it's hard. It's, it's it's like, does my child have this personality to see the vision, to see what they're given and, and build it up? Or are they going to waste it? And most kids who never had to struggle or work from the dirt up don't have it. They think that everything should be just put in their lap. So that goes <laughs> back to the like, so we talk about these coincidence. That's the progress we've talked about. Okay. Cause we've made progress yeah. in society here in America, but we still have a lot of challenges just because we have three out of 20 black families that are, you know, wealthy. Right. And once again, these numbers could be, you know, these numbers are not accurate, everyone. I'm just giving an example. For instance. We still have a lot of work to do because it could be out of the 12 out of 20 white families, you know. In most conversations, we are always the lowest percentage. That's why I'm just pointing out that disparity. So it's something that over the next 50, 80 years, what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I see progress. I see us starting more businesses. I see us supporting one another, but I also see us dragging one another too. Mm-hmm. I see, and, and it's like we shouldn't be on. Uh, we shouldn't be another obstacle towards one another. Right. That makes sense, and we and it goes almost to our previous conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about the black church. We had to stick together. Mm-hmm. Once we. Like it, even and hold each other accountable. When we pull it, like y'all, people was mad at Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I don't think Keith Lee was doing is pulling y'all coattail. Yeah, got shoes untied. Yeah, and what did they do? Some of them turn around. Boy, fuck you. Right. <laughs> like, some appreciated it. Some you know, hated it. Some feel like how you have the nerve or. But they don't. But we have to show the positive we're doing. Yeah. And that's the other thing we're doing, and it's good employee management. But that's the thing. How do we impl- like? Oof. How do we treat our black employees? How do we in the workplace? How do we behave? Oh, 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 oh. That's a whole Trish, yeah. Trust me, I've had some that like I, I I've been on the side like, hey, they kind of like you, 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 you really pushing it. I've had some of those, and you, you know, I've had like, hey, you, you can't pull that card. That card it don't work for you because now that card worked for her over here. Or him over there, but for you, you really need to be fired, right? And, and that it, goes back to the episode we just dropped. Um, black people feeling like they need to work harder. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not even working harder. Some people, it's like, yo, I, I saw, I have, I've seen some people sneak out. Like I'm like, look, I'm I walk around just being being friendly. And they got mad because people was watching their hours and they clocking blah 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 blah. With me walking around, it's two hours before they supposed to be leaving. They hop, what's, y'all? What y'all get in the car for? Where y'all going? Ah, this is. I talked to my friend about this. I said, "Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you since 16 I haven't been offered manager positions, but I know what comes with that. You know what I'm saying? I know that it's a blame game, and I know that it's like a work parent and I don't want to be 
Hey, but you can't complain when your I'm not your manager, but when your manager say, which is black, that's the other thing. When you get a black person managing other black people and you ain't doing your job, what do you what do you point at now? Right. Oh well, you know, I'm just working. <laughs> what? <laughs> now you then we get a black CEO. What you gonna say next? Right. You hate on me. You hating on me. He just nah, G, nah, G, nah, G. Now, some people go hate on you. Yeah. We'll nip that in the bud. Now, when the truth right there, you got to face up if you're not doing what's necessarily need to be done. Yeah. Necessarily need to be done. Do I need to say, is that a, would that be a typo or? <laughs> you ain't it, you speaking it. Okay, ain't no speak police. But um, when we were, when you were talking about, you know, as far as like, how many black people are in cps when it comes to black people in america as far as like work we dominate three service groups and that's healthcare, which is to me <laughs> which is to me like old slave culture of taking care of people it just has evolved then you have retail which is We've made garments over years for people and we sell to others and, and we fix, you know, things for people, which even in that, me being in the South, if I'm in a store long enough by myself, looking at things, older white women will come in and not acknowledge me, not say hello, but tell me to come show them where something is in the store. Not ask me, do I work here? Not ask me if I can help them with something, but automatically because of what I look like, you assume I'm supposed to serve and help you. So um, as far as like food service, I feel like here in the South, we still dominate that sector also. Maybe the restaurant might be owned by a different ethnicity, but as far as like, who's in there serving and cooking and talking to the customers is usually us. And so, so what, what you want to say? So we own a lot of serving food restaurants in the South. We too. Do. I say that we do. We own a lot. Yes. And we do hire. So that's another thing. Okay. If we go back, we watch film. I remember one of my favorite films that I watch. Y'all should check it out. Is watch stacks. Okay. Okay. And with that being said, we'll watch stacks. They're like, um, Drake did it switch for you? This is crazy. I see it. Okay. Okay. Um, watch that. They talked about black people trying to get jobs. That was the big thing in the seventies for us to just be able to be a server, mm -hmm. to be be able to be and that's what so we're making progress now it's like we need to be man and that's what and we should we need to be ceo we need manager we need to have our own business we need to get loans but we still gonna have those positions open too thanks and we need to still do the job well because some people may not feel like they need to be there some people don't just i just need to get free money which it don't work that way yeah. um now we need to have some things that shouldn't be shouldn't cost as much but we're just not it, it's so weird when i talk about schematics of money and capitalism and things of that nature um but when i tell you mm -hmm. you get do it's because you got like what age are these people too now i never was a server 
like when I was at 16, like I was I was at I was that second one. I was in the what Eckert's CVS. People used to come in. Oh, no. You feel me? You know, I'm welcome to Eckert's. I smile at the front door right when you come through. You feel me? But that was money for me. And I was happy to have a job. Yeah. I had a cool boss, you know, or a manager. And I'll tell the story, but when I heard how much I was like, I was getting a 10 cent raised, 10 cents, 515 to 525, as much as I bust my butt working part time. Nah, it's unfair. And my manager put me to the side, Drake. You know how much Sandra get paid in the back? Sandra is twice my age. No, no, I take the back. Sandra kept saying, I'm old enough to be your mama. No, you just had a baby in high school, Sandra. That's it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you had a baby when you were 14, Sandra. Yeah, cool, whatever. But she acted older, okay? She acted much older. But Sandra um, was like 30, maybe our age, uh, around 30-something. Sandra was getting paid five seventy-five. I like, oh, no. Time to go to college. <laughs> and that, that's another reason why when it comes to jobs and this job conversation, some people from a different decade or time, you can't really speak to about taking a chance and looking for more work because in their minds, they see it as I got this good job. Let me just stay here and just work my job. And retire. Right, and not understanding that there's a lot more opportunity out here and your window is only so big to go after it. It's a lot more opportunity and it's a lot more risk, too. That, too, but fine. I know, but Sandra was sorry, too. Mm. Sandra should have been doing a lot more, but Sandra Sandra used to have me carry her groceries to the car. Sandra, you when I find out how old she was, Sandra, carry your own damn groceries. (laughs) I was so mad. I like Sandra. I thought she was like 60. Sandra, you are 30. When I tell you, I've been working like a single mother with five kids since I was 16. Hey, it's only been a short like I'm, I'm looking for work right now. I'm working, but I'm looking for something more stable. I'm looking for and but my thing is I if y'all see me in an oil field, I'm be in an oil field. I know how to use my hands. I know use my mind. I know use my mouth. Okay. But we don't make excuses. We make results here. That's a fact. And we respect it. Uh, Some facts. Some facts before we get out of here. Um, Most older Caribbean people say go to foreign, which is America, and become a nurse or a nanny and just stack your money. And then eventually you leave and maybe you can look for what you actually want to do. Um, taking a risk on something you believe in yourself that is not of servitude is just not something looked at as, why would you do that? Like, that's too risky. Um, which is why most go into nursing. Uh, most become nannies. Um, and they're comfortable with that for the time being. And then you see a lot, this New York, especially Queens or Brooklyn, you see a lot of older Caribbean women have the house and buy in excess because 
all of those times when they really wanted to do that when they were younger, they couldn't. And so I, I never felt like I'm going to grow up and be up under somebody in servitude. So I never went for the food jobs. I never went for um, babysitting. I went for what was creative and what I could be hands-on with and see overall and not be up under somebody. Uh, still to this day, same thing. Show me what needs to be done. Allow me to learn the knowledge. Let me show you I know the knowledge and leave me alone. That's my personality. That's how I work. But a lot of people, they, they just don't go for that or they don't have those opportunities to be in workplaces like that. So they take who will hire them and they just work there and they don't re they don't go for those opportunities like you said. But I I just feel like it's super important for us to speak to other ethnicities, travel, always review and read on what's you know available for us to do. There's so many online courses that are free that we can learn and build our skills up to have something to add to our resume. Everything is not going to be given to you. And, and, and this time you don't have to go to college for everything in order to move up in a career space in a workplace. It's all about what skills do you need to have? Is this a course you can take? Is it $25? Is it a three month course? Is somebody showing you in a seminar? Can you take that seminar? Most jobs will pay for your continued education as long as it's going to be a position in that uh, job that you will take and they'll pay off your schooling. I have friends that have done it. I have friends that have done it, got what they needed to get out of it and got a new job. But you have to know that those opportunities are available in order for you to build your skills and be in those conversations. But if you're just somebody that wants to go to work, clock in, work, take your lunch, clock out and go home and not go on your website at work and see what opportunities are, you're holding you back. Yes, that, that is a point. You know, some people, some people want that though. Some people want that. That may be simple to some. Yeah. No, I know, and some people are good at that. I know this dude that do get oil and gas, no shift work, mm -hmm. get paid very well though. Mm -hmm. Don't miss miss your shift, work overtime, clock in, clock out. Um, don't deal with a lot of other drama that like my, but in stack his money. Mm -hmm. You know, some people get that, you know, so I, I don't go knock nobody for doing things that don't, it's not artistic or has to use much. Hey, find a way you make your living. Um, One of my previous guests was talking earlier, someone posted about how to, what what's the minimum wage or what's the living wage you need to have in your city? Mm. And she said, I be, she became triggered, you know? And, you know, I've been watching her journey throughout, you know, the past year or so and how she's faced homelessness and she's built with paying bills and finding work. And her mom says, like, she's very against capitalism and money. She's like, I don't want to have, we have to use money. Baby, I don't either. But that's how you live. That's, 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 the, that's the game we in, though. Yeah. That's the game we in. 
Yeah, and as much as you kick and scream about it, baby, this is the game we're in. Okay. Yeah. And some people like you can do what you want to do, but hey, paying these bills that they put us in the pay, you can live on a you you can live on a reservation or you can live off a um in an RV and stuff. You can get a little money stack and just go off and just drink water from wells and stuff. It's still ways to do that. Yeah. But some people want luxury, but they want to pay for the price of luxury. Right. Like me, I can really, I can be one of them guys, one bedroom, um, television, just sit and chill and go to, I, I can be a grinder and just, you know, and chill and have my peace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you want to have going cruises and chill with family and um, have nice paintings and, you know, great podcasts and, you know, lights and all that, it's going to cost a little bit too. Right. But that's the way the imaginary carrot the imaginary carrot was created for the American dream for you to chase this image of life mm-hmm. and how you should live. It's kind of like with your brother. Mm-hmm. Your brother came, he's a for, um considered a foreign immigrant. Mm-hmm. Came over like how people talk about how Scarface. Yeah. You could you come from nothing. Mm-hmm. You made something. Mm-hmm. You worked hard. You had to do what you had to do to make it here. And now you're wealthy, doing well. And now your kids are squandering it. And you're like, what do you mean you're doing this? Mm-hmm. And the kids may be like, I want to be an artist like my Auntie Shan. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, it's a, it's a different language. Yeah. But when we talk about the progress of us and the disparities we have, they're there, but we have to show we have a lot of freedoms to do say things like that. We have a woman that legit was saying, I did she didn't want to work. And she like, I remember she used to make TikToks like, Hey, I'm not trying to work. I'm trying to get y'all to pay my bills. I'm trying to be a content creator. I was like, I'm just gonna keep scrolling. I'm like, I'm like, give us the look to your sister. Best of luck. I am not the one. You got some women out here, they they go find them a sugar daddy. And they go try to give out minimal sugar if they have to, but I'm like, I mean, they're out here, but my thing is like, stop, stop holding up space in places where you don't want to be. You know, somebody wants to be in that space and you don't want to be in this space, but you playing boo boo the fool every day in here and you don't want to do what's needed. You're holding up space. That's what a lot of people do, though. And how can we tell the difference between the two? You know what I mean? Mm, I mean, I mean that needs to be a whole nother. Episode. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We keep drifting off, but we hit them. Yeah, but um, as far as like systematic obstacles, um, we already talked about the fewer job opportunities, jobs being too far away from where primarily black people live or can afford to live. Um, bad labor market outcomes. Uh, also, what I believe needs to change is unwarranted pushes to allow treatment to continue. Um, look, looking at people's experience and their talents and not giving them a chance because of what they may look like. Oh, we didn't even talk about college, child. That's a scam. But I, I hold on. If I could do it again, I would have. I would never went. But I would have went because I use I use my degree. I use my degree every day. Okay, I feel like my degree is used, but it's not used 
in the way that I thought it would be used as far as like, it's looked at, oh, you can stick with something for my job. That's how I feel like they looked at it. I look at, I use my degree personally, professionally, it makes me money. But let me tell you, the the process of college and it's historically known and the price of college, like I got, I'm I'm getting ready to get my math. I want to go back and get my master's and like I'm almost done paying off my bachelor's. You know, all the long fully paid off. So I back up. You know, <laughs> and when you think about it, a lot of these things once again it's the connections. You yeah. don't learn what you're supposed to learn in college at all times. You learn more. But why do I have to take electives in college? Is is BS? It's fluff. Yeah, extend yeah. your time and extend your pay. Money. And a lot of this is for once again more people make money, and it causes a barrier. As yeah. you just said, if I know the job and I know the work already, why do you need to have a degree for me to show that I'm doing the work? Right. What really made me mad after college is we were prior five year five years. Oh, experience. But you won't give anyone the experience to have the five years experience. So it's it's this big gap of it'll never be reached. And so you really have to have those connections to get a backdoor in in certain spaces that people have to wait to be able to get those opportunities. So when it comes to a lot of creative jobs and 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 just starting that grind, people don't really do what they want to do until their 40s. Because they spent their 20s and their 30s running at this rat race. But, and I want to say this, this is, and this is not a black thing. This is an American it's thing. A, it's a very much of American thing, yes. But when I will say after college and I went to New York, that was the most slap in the face for me to have skills that other people did not have in workspaces who were less creative and less knowledgeable, but because who their dad knew or had them connections, them coming from money, they were in those spaces. And that's where I felt like my skills didn't matter. My talents didn't matter. If I didn't come from money, if who I knew didn't have a connection in and they couldn't leverage who I was, it didn't matter. I was unseen. And that's when I was like, I'm not about to feel lesser than and feel like, oh, I need to go back and get my master's and then they'll see me because I have friends who have their bachelor's and their master's and they're still trying to climb up and they've eaten off their 20s and their 30s and now they're in their 40s trying to catch up to life. And I'm not about to do that. Like, and shout out to my folks. Like, I've seen both sides. I've seen people use their degree heavily and yeah. continue to grow. I've seen people. I I I work with people that had they was their masters, and I get paid more than them. You know, still to this day, you know, and you know that's just what it was. And they could be older than me, whatever the case may be. Then you, I've seen some that, ugh, it was something that you, like for instance, I've seen some folks that have all of this made it to the mountaintop and let it all go. Like shout out to um, you know, like shout out to Kira, you know. Oh, yes, but I, I feel like with her health and everything, I feel like she needed that change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, now you know, once again, great people, you know, great podcast, previous guests, 
And what I love when she talking about her journey, she asked, and should I go back into the work or should I should do something different? You know, how we go. She's she's made it to that space. She's have she's having a freedom mm-hmm. to do what she wants. And that is a privilege. And that's what I believe as black people that we should have the opportunity to have is the freedom and opportunity. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I also believe that all employees need DEI training. Wait, what? Shut Shan? Wait, wait, what? Did y'all hear that? For balance, they all need it. I don't feel like it should be op- optional. Just like every year we need to do code of conduct, it needs to be a thing because let's stop acting like this is not something that exists. When I, when I said this to Shane, like, I don't need to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> But I agree. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree, Shay. I absolutely agree. Um, what I will say my takeaways are is we still need room to build a better workspace. Um, we still need to learn to speak corporate for ourselves in workspaces. Um, we need to understand how HR works in workspaces and how we need to document everything and have and have a updated resume and update our skills also. But um, yeah, wage gaps, um, workplace for black people is getting better. Always keep an updated resume. Never feel like this is the best you can do. Um, But at the same time, would you hire you for what you're applying for? That's the question you have to ask yourself. I'm gonna hold my opinion on that one. Great, actually, I would definitely that was, hire that was myself. a question in one of your um, Sunday Zooms where you were like, you know, would you work for me? Was the question, and a lot of people had to really think about it. I feel like Drake, as a boss, will hold people very much accountable while still being fair, and I think a lot of people say. You can hold them accountable, but when it comes to putting in work and holding me accountable, they're going to give you excuse. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of people show me who they were, and I appreciate the transparency from a lot of folks. <laughs> and I'm like, you hey, you wouldn't be working for me for long. I'm letting you know now. I will try to find you opportunity. I will yeah. try to support you. I would attempt to do that, but I would get your booty out of there if you get no, nah, because this is my money. That's why I, I try to get people in mindsets like this is HR. Yeah. If if um she gets it, there's a platform. If you start hiring people from she gets it, and you hire me, Shane, if you hire me, <laughs> like, why is this episode so censored? I, I ain't gonna be messy boots in here, but like, like, I, I want to like, but if I don't show up to something, yeah, but I still expect to get paid, yeah. And, but it's coming out the salary that you create that does come out your pocket for right. your business right how you gonna react to that your 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 mindset of being so lean is going to halt mm-hmm. you want to say wait a minute this money could either go to Gigi because mm-hmm. Gigi's showing up and Gigi you know they everybody but I'm paying Drake more and Jake Drake ain't even doing his job which makes you pay double because you gotta hire somebody to do what you're not doing 
And it's costing me. Don't mix business with personal. And it's costing the it's costing the business more because you ain't showing up needed. So we losing really more than double now. Yeah. So that is a my business mind. When you talking about having this business conversation, that's what you got to think of. Yeah. So when I ask people like, "Hey, you come in, you say this is, and you complain about, "Mm, are you really doing what you?" Because see, if you ain't in HR, you don't see what other people be doing. Only thing you see when you ain't in HR, you be seeing this with everybody. This be doing. or the person next to you, but, mm-hmm. you but when you in HR, you like they are lying. They haven't logged in on their Microsoft Teams in three weeks. Yeah, that thing, and this we can we can see everything. Yeah, and the thing, oh, they and they and then you don't know who be snitching on y'all. Oh. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of people taking screenshots on your social media and sending it to HR. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And we don't, and, and we don't really be caring. We just like, it's like now that you brought it to my attention, now I have to say something. Because the thing is, it's other people. It's, it's other people bringing it to our attention and, and telling us we need to do something. They're Karens. Yeah. It's like we cool. I got crazy stuff on my social media at times too. When somebody come and tell you, well, and they reading, well, it says right here that they should be doing this. Get your tattle tell, gosh, Shannon, hey, you ain't doing it. Why y'all coming down on me? And we can't say it's really your homegirl that you cool with, that you think you like. Can you stop talking about this? Are you telling me I can't talk at work? I know I had one dude, I pulled him to the side. I like, why do I know every Wednesday during payday you call off sick on Thursday so you can blow your check? Why do I, have you ever told me that? No? Think about that then. A lot of people ain't play guess who has children. Yeah, you feel me? I'm like, oh, you're like, oh, shut up telling your business to everybody on the floor, man. Because obviously people ain't if that made it to, it's like that made it to HR that made it to the principal if if the principal know you about to skip one of your partners snitching on you right and you probably should stop skipping for at least the time being oh gosh let me stop well see we didn't got all over the place y'all well y'all that is episode six hope you have a great week my name is shan that is drake from everything culture check out everything culture podcast on your favorite podcast app and go to everythingculture.com you can find me on shanbypodden.com she gets a pod on all your favorite podcast platforms and we'll be back next week with another one please appreciate y'all balloons come on balloons and stuff <laughs>